0: This week, probably more than, ever, more than any other time in the past, not just this week, but the past couple of weeks as I've been thinking about what I, what I was going to preach about, we had talked in our preaching team about a specific subject, but I was at a, a lunch meeting with this businessman from Spokane, and he was talking all about success, and, and there was just like this God moment. I don't know if you ever have one of those God moments where it's just like, wow, something, there's something of substance here. And I just was sitting there thinking, man, my heart, I, what I want for God's people is to give them something that they can use to gain some success in their life. Of all the years, this year has just been so crazy in so many ways and I just I want to I want to feed God's people with something that's going to bring them some success some progress something something of substance that's going to move you forward into 2021 and so as much as you know normally you'd expect some sort of Christmas message and and all of the you know Stuff about presents or whatever. This isn't going to be a, a Christmas message per se. Uh, there, we have great stuff planned for next weekend, so you should you should really consider coming. Saturday night is going to be a candlelight gathering, and there's going to be a skit, and it's going to be awesome. Sunday is the kids' production, and that's always cute. Other than my kid frowns every year, and I mean, it's, it, but it's fun, you know, it's fun. And, and then Christmas Eve, we're going to do the candlelight again. So come come on out, bring some friends. I think we have some cards, some invite cards, uh, for next weekend. So please grab some of those on your way out. But um, I just I feel like I really feel like I have something from the Lord for you directly from His heart for you, and it has to do with success so if you have a Bible, open up to Joshua chapter one, if you're taking notes, you can write down this title is Be like bamboo, be like bamboo Joshua chapter one, and i'd like to invite you to stand with me as we read the word, yeah. Joshua chapter one verses one through nine and 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 I really would like for every one of you to have your eyes on the scripture so Either the Bible in front of you, paper form, phone form, or if you just would direct your eyes to the screen, I really want you to hear God's word today. It says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, uh, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Pretty simple. He's gone now. It's your turn. Sometimes, in order to step into the, the destiny that God has for you, He sees fit to remove somebody that you may have been leaning on. Somebody that Joshua had been looking to for 40 years. Somebody that, when the leadership uh, and the complaints and, and everybody's opinions are coming at him, well, at, look to Moses. He's the lead pastor of this church. But now Moses is gone, and it's Joshua's turn. And so God says he's dead. Now therefore, arise, go over to the Jordan, you and all of this people into the land that I am giving them, to the people of Israel. Notice that it's the Lord who's giving it. Notice that it's the Lord who's giving the land, and yet Joshua has a role to play. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, just as I promised Moses. Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers. He's the one that swore it, but you are the one who shall cause it. I want you to notice that God has to do this thing, but his wording is you are going to cause it to happen. God is going to do it, but you're going to cause it. Only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all of the law of Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. I'm noticing a pattern here. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive. It's living, that you desire to speak to your people even now even in this room or, or online, that your word, you want it to come and enter our hearts and actually change us. This isn't just a book to study like in school. This is a this is your love letter to us. This is your your written heart for us and your word can transform us and change us to be more like you and to live our life the way that you designed us to live it. And so we bring ourselves before you tonight and we say, God, have your way in us. Let your word speak to us. Let it convict us. Let it rebuke us. Let it change us. Let it dwell inside of us, that your word might come alive in us and through us, that we might be like Joshua walking out of this place with a destiny, that we might cause something to happen in this world, this broken world, by your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Grab a seat. Talk about success. I was thinking about success this week, and so I went to the place that you go to find information, Google. I typed in this simple statement, how to be successful. This is what I got. Seven important things. This is direct quote. Seven important things to help you become a successful person. Okay, I need seven things apparently. But then the next thing said eight simple ways to be successful. Okay. Uh, Ten tips to become successful and get what you want in life because that's what we want is what we want in life, right? But Ten's not enough because then I found 11 habits that will help you be more successful. Well, I better do the 11 because I want to be more successful than the 10, right? It's, but then I came across 13 things that you should give up if you want to be successful. 14 principles that you must master if you want to be successful. 15 ways of becoming successful. 34 things that you need to give up in order to be successful. 100 ways to put yourself on the road to success. Wow. And it never ends. Wow. I wonder if Joshua was thinking to himself, I better go to Google and figure out how. Okay, the Lord needs to lead me into this land. And now, if you know Joshua's story, this isn't the first time that he's come around the bend trying to do what God asked him to do. If you know the story, what happened is 40 years earlier, Joshua did go into the land with 11 other dudes. And Joshua was one of the 12 chosen men to spy it out and to bring back a report. But God had said, you guys are going in, just bring back the report so you can know how. But back 40 years ago, Joshua wasn't able, through his leadership, to convince the people that this is what we should do. And so you know the story. They doubted, they disbelieved, they feared. And because of that, they wandered around the wilderness, circles for 40 years, until all of the grown men And so here Joshua finds himself again, desperately in need of some secret for success. Probably remembering all of the failures of the past. Remembering that when they went into the land the first time, there was giants. Probably knowing now that this time there's not just giants, but there's giant walls because his first challenge was to take Jericho. I don't know... What you're facing in your world right now, I don't know. In what area you need success? I don't know if your finances are struggling, and you just you need some form of success in your finances. And maybe you're thinking about the failures of the past. Maybe you're looking at the the, the towers in front of your future. Uh, may, maybe you're just you're just like a, a mom right now, and you're just you're th- when you think about success, you're just trying to think through how to get through the day because the kids are yelling and the dishes are stacking up and you don't know how you're going to pay the bills and like it, everything is crazy right now and for you success is just like let me let my head hit the pillow and just be at peace think about what you're facing maybe you maybe maybe your challenge isn't in the city of Jericho but surely I know that you have something in front of you this year going into 2021 You just need to experience a victory. You just need to experience like something good. And so Joshua, he's thinking to himself, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know what failure looks like, and I certainly don't want to walk around in this wilderness for 40 more years, so I might as well just try it. And so he rallies the people. He gets them all together. He says, okay, let's, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to Jericho. <laughs> and then, don't talk. And they just walk around the city. Totally quiet. Quiet. Can you imagine the husband coming home after that first day, walking in the front door? Hey, honey, I'm home. Oh, how was your day on the battlefield? Soldier drops his sword. He's like, babe, you'll never believe this. What, did you get him? No, we didn't get him. Well, what was it like? What was the battle like? Babe, Joshua, he had us walk around the city one time and we came home. Seriously? Did he even check Google? Like, (laughs) what? Next day. Come on, troops, let's go. Get ready. Put your swords on everybody. Ready, right? You know what they did the second day? Walk around the city quietly. Husband comes home second day. Honey, how was your day on the battlefield? (laughs) (laughs) Babe, you're never going to believe this. Joshua had us walk around the city again. I mean, what kind of success does he think that we're going to have doing nothing? Third day. Walk around the city. Fourth day. Walk around the city. Fifth day. Walk around the city. Sixth day. Walk around the city. What if they would have stopped on six? What if you just thought to yourself, you know what? We've had about enough of your leadership, pal. This isn't successful, okay? I know because I checked Google, and this is not one of the 13 things or 24 things that we ought to do to take this city down. Sometimes what the Lord asks you to do and the time that it takes, you don't always see the fruit. He just asks you to obey him. Sometimes you're, you're watering a seed, and you might not see the results of that watering for a long, long time. So I was sitting at this lunch last week with this businessman from Spokane talking about success. And he said, have you ever heard of Chinese bamboo? I said, no. This is not Chinese bamboo, but it's bamboo. He said, Chinese bamboo or Japanese bamboo It's the craziest thing. You plant it in the ground and you have to water it every single day. Not for a month, not for a year. But some bamboo can take up to seven years before you even see a leaf come through the ground. And then you know what happens? It grows 90 feet in five weeks. 90 feet in five weeks. Two feet every single day. Yeah, I know you like plants. That's insane, isn't it? I'm telling you that he's going to take care of this one when I put it in my office. He's my plant guy. I knew you'd like it. It's insane. 90 feet. Can you imagine the discipline of watering that thing day after day and year after year? And what if you just stop on six? What if you stop on six? You get nothing. Talk about success, a big failure. Six years we've been doing this thing, but no, give up water and nothing. Six, five, six times we've been walking around this city. <laughs> this isn't successful. Joshua, this is stupid. And so what if you just stop on six? Then you don't experience the success that the Lord called you to. And so they show up on day seven, and they walk around the city seven times, and then they shout. And I just wonder if eventually by the seventh day, those soldiers got in their head exactly what the strategy was. Maybe day one they were just complaining and grumbling, what the what are we doing? This is ridiculous. This is stupid Joshua, bad leader. It's ridiculous. My wife and him What am I gonna say to her again tonight? It's so stupid. I sword, I sharpened it for no reason. It's ridiculous. But maybe by about day three or day four, they remembered that actually what the Lord invited them to was to not let the book of the law depart from their mouth, but instead meditate on it day and night, be careful to do everything that God said in it. And so then they would be prosperous and successful. So maybe by day four or five, they started thinking, oh man, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. The Lord is my victory. The Lord said, hey, I'm gonna fight for you. You don't even need to open your mouth. Just be silent. I'm gonna fight your battles for you. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my victory. The Lord." Maybe, maybe they finally figured out that the key to success wasn't in what they were going to do, but in reminding themselves through repeating God's word what he was going to do. I tell you, when I went to Google, I searched page after page after page after page, and I didn't find one, not one article that described Knowing God's word, meditating on God's word, and doing God's word as the form of success. Not one. But that's what this scripture is telling us to do. Do not let this book of the law cease from being in your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. You've heard Seth preach about this word, Haggah. It's like this. It's the word of like a lion just hovering over its prey, just just meditating on God's word. Meditate on that word. Meditate on that word. Repeat that word. Know that word. Hide the word in your heart. Water the word in your heart. Water the word in your heart. Water the word in your heart, and then be careful to do what's written in it. And so I was talking to this successful businessman, and you know what we were talking about? We weren't talking about business. He's the number one producing banker at his bank, and he spent an entire hour and a half telling me how he has spent every single day for 27 years memorizing God's word. 27 years he wakes up every single day, and he memorizes a scripture from God's word, and I just was getting so excited, and I was thinking, this is what God's people need. We're all looking on Google. We're all figuring out what we could do to be successful and find hope in this life. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We need to know God's word. That's what we need to do. And you know what? It might not, you might not see the leaf at first, but you keep watering that thing. You keep feeding your heart. You keep watering that thing. And you know what? Those bamboo plants that shoot up 90 feet in five weeks, it's because they've been growing a root system underground that sometimes span 200 yards. That's how they can sustain the rapid growth that they see. Because they get watered and watered and watered. And and, the, and I already believed in memorizing God's word. It's, it's something that I've, I've practiced and wanted to do in my life. But the more I thought about it this week, I just got to thinking, wow, I just... I can't even imagine what a Christian does in life if they don't know God's word. It got me even thinking more and more, aside from just memorizing verbatim verses, I just can't even imagine. Every decision that I make in this life, especially the big ones, I am always reflecting that decision based on what I know about God's word. I can't imagine what I would do if I didn't know it. I can imagine if I'm, if I'm stepping into an opportunity where, where sin is looking really good and shiny and I want to do it, well, then the word reminds me that I should flee from evil. If I'm feeling alone and I should just give into that thing, well, well then the word reminds me that I remember that I am surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, so I should throw off every sin that hinders, every weight that so easily entangles, and I should run this race with perseverance, the race marked out for me. That's what Hebrews 12 says, and I remember that. When I'm feeling condemnation, what would I do if I didn't know Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 1, that says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ? What would I do if I didn't know that? What would I do when I, when I do sin and I find myself feeling so much shame? What would I do if I didn't know that Psalm 51 talks about God, my sin is always before me and King David was a murderer and adulteress and, and I know that he could confess his sin before God and so I just remember that. What would I do if I, if I feel alone and without knowing that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leave me beside quiet waters. What would I do if I didn't know God's word? Right, right. I would be lost. I would have no roots and I would fall. I just got to thinking, I wonder how many Jesus followers out there are feeling a lack of success in their spiritual life, and I just wonder if maybe the Bible's true, and that that lack of success has to do with the fact that we don't know God's word, meditate on God's word, and then do God's word. I mean, how do we make decisions if it's not based on God's word? What's it based on? We have to know it. And so I just got to thinking, you know, so many times we come to church and we hear these awesome sermons and it's like, yeah. And then we like run out the door and then it's like, let's go. Where are we going? <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's go to Applebee's. <laughs> and hopefully treat your server well. And so I just got to thinking, man, why don't we just spend a little bit of time, like, doing this thing? And so we're going to memorize the scripture together. Because I want to invite you to start hiding God's word in your heart. So if you're online, don't worry about that. You're going to just see this screen for the next few minutes. It's okay. You're doing everything that everybody in here is doing as well. You don't need to see me. So put this up. Psalm 1. I mean, think, think about this, our pastor. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, when you were sick when you were younger, you were tormenting your body, I think one of the worst sicknesses that you ever had, and he just repeated and repeated and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote because he knew that Isaiah 53 said, by his stripes I am healed. He just wrote it. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. If we didn't know that the word said that or that Jesus confirms that in Matthew 8... Oh, man, God's word. So I want to invite you to memorize this with me. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Be like a bamboo tree by that stream of water. Strong. So I'm going to show you really practically just a few a few things that I would do if I was gonna memorize this passage. If they help you, good. If they don't help you, throw them out and find your own way. But let me just show you a few things. This is what I would do if I, if I was gonna memorize this passage, which I do not have, me- no, go back for a second. Go back to the other one. I do not have this memorized yet. I'm unfamiliar with it, but I don't have it memorized. So but when I see this, I would look at that first verse and I would think to myself, okay, what's the theme here? He's walking, he's standing, He's sitting. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's walking, he's standing, he's sitting. He's walking, he's standing, he's sitting. That's going to help me when I get into the details. I remember he's walking first, then he's standing, then he's sitting. Verse 2, I'm going to think, okay, he's delighting in something, and he's meditating on it. He's delighting and meditating, delighting and meditating. You know what you really love, you think about. So what you delight in, you meditate on, is kind of natural. And then verse 3, I probably think, okay, like a tree... Planted by streams of water, which yields fruit. Tree, streams, fruit, leaves. Tree, streams, fruit, leaves. Okay. So you kind of get this thing. I remember that I'm walking, and then I'm standing, and then I'm sitting. I'm delighting and meditating. Tree, leaves, fruit. Tree, streams. It's okay if you mess up. Tree, streams, fruit, leaf. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to show you the best, the best trick that anybody ever showed me. I did not make this up. Go to the next slide. And we're going to spend five minutes doing this. Whoa. What you see on the right, and, now, and by the way, you could do this on a note card or any piece of paper. Now this is what happens when people typically try to memorize. And by the way, if you're a student and you just need to memorize anything, this works for anything. But you should do it with scripture first. So what most people do when they try and memorize something, what you see on the left is they they read what they're trying to memorize, and they read it, and they read it, and they read it, and then they hide it from their eyes, and they try and repeat it. And what that does is it, like, it gives you, as you're reading it, 100% of the information, so your brain's really not making any connection at all. You just, you're just you seeing it. You're cheating. And then you hide it, and you have to, your brain has to make the, the full leap, 100% of the leap, to try and remember it. And so somebody showed me this and it's been a game changer for me. And and I don't you know for me those are the the what you see on the right is the first letter of each word. And so for me the way I think about it is like I go from 100% of the information to like 50% of the information and it's enough to like hint at what it's supposed to be but your brain still needs to make that connection. And so you're you're learning that that neural pathway or whatever it is you're 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 kind of getting a hint from the, from the note card. And so what I do is I write, I write the verse on the front of the note card. And on the back of the note card, I write the first letter. And what's really important, you only do line by line. And because it's just one letter, it'd be easy to just write a bunch of the letters on the first line on the back. But you want to do it line by line because it'll help you memorize. Okay? So what I want to invite us to do for the next few minutes is to actually just try and memorize this. So what I would encourage you to do is to read what's on the left and then after you're a little familiar with it, then jump over to the right and don't, don't, don't cheat unless you need to, but jump over to the right and just see if you can get it by, by that first letter of each word. And then eventually, once you think you're there, then just don't look at it and see if you can get it. And just because I kind of feel like some people like to talk out loud, just for the sake of the people around you, In this setting, maybe just try to do it in your head so everybody else can. But, man, I just thought to myself this week, wouldn't it be awesome and really practical if everybody could walk out of this room having three verses of the scripture memorized in five minutes? And so I don't know, you know, you might not get it all, but can we just spend five minutes, a couple minutes doing that? Is that okay? Okay, let's do that right now. How are you feeling about it? Make some progress? All right, let's try it together. Don't look at the left, look at the right. Just look at the right. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night by streams of water that yields its fruit and, and in an all, and its leaf does not weather. Oh. Okay, take it away. Let's see if we can do it. All right, you ready? Blessed is this. Let's start over. Let's start over. It's okay, because sometimes you got to walk around the city more than once. It's okay. Don't, don't give up. Water that. You water that. sea. blessed is the man who walks. Not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on that he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. Perfect. Oh. So I I made it through two, how far, put up a one if you made it through one, you got one verse memorized today, put up a two if you got two verses memorized today, show me a three if you got them all, come on, hey this is good. This is a good way to feed your soul. This is a good way to water your heart. This is a good way to achieve success in life. Success in the scripture does not have to do with making more money or getting those material things that you want. Success according to God's word, the Hebrew word for success, is that you would have wisdom and prudence to do what is right in the right time according to God's word. That's what that word means. Would you stand to your feet with me? I hope that you learn something tonight. More than that, more than that. I hope that you've learned something that you would put into practice in your life. Because sometimes as much as, like we're pastors and preachers, of course we hope that you get something out of these few moments that we have together. But I would much prefer that you would forget this sermon and that you would put this in practice every day or every week and you would learn and learn and learn all the days of your life God's word. And so I really hope that you consider putting that into practice. In fact, I challenge you. I challenge you to consider right now. What is something that you could commit to that's reasonable to accomplish? It's called a SMART goal. What is something that you could commit to? Is it, is it one verse in, the, in a week? If that's it, so be it. Could you commit to memorizing one other verse this week? Maybe it's one verse every three days. Maybe it's one verse a day. I don't know. But surely there's something that every one of you could commit to. Is that fair? Can I just put that, the ball in your court on that one and invite you to, to actually like, apply this to your life and, and put a practice of, of memorizing God's word to whatever degree the Holy Spirit convicts you to do that? Is that cool? Awesome. Awesome.